guys, welcome back to another episode of What's Poppin'. This is gonna be episode 18. I finally got the episode count right this time. We are officially on episode 18. The last episode released was episode 16, not 18. I said 18 in the beginning. And this next episode will be episode 17 that will be released. And then this is episode 18. So if you guys are listening to this now, this is officially episode 18. But enough with the intro. I'm your host, Mason Howard, and I've got with me today. Christian. Andy. John. And a special guest star with us today. Cooper Gant has returned for another episode. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. And we're glad to have you. All right, guys, let's get into today's topics. We've got a bit of music news starting us off today. So Andy and Cooper, why don't you give us some info on that? Yeah, so um, the big thing right now, last night, Thursday, April 30th, Drake dropped Dark Lane demo tapes. Um, I listened to most of it. Um, it's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I liked it. Um, and he, I think one of his songs was a tribute to, uh, uh, shoot, what's his name? uh fifth i think i i don't know how to say it but um yeah that was basically just him paying tribute to one of his um uh just one of his dudes that uh got gunned down i think two last year or two years ago um and so that was that was cool to see from drake i know cooper has something about Nicki minaj and well, before uh, I get to that, I do want to mention the Drake part. And supposedly on Twitter, the only reason it was really dropped was because hackers had and leakers had already gotten a hold of the tapes, and he was forced to like, well, either I drop it and I gain the money off of it myself, or I let other people drop the music for me and do it. So it, it's it's not technically an album as it is more of a mixtape, but it still mm-hmm. is super nice to have a little bit of music to help us get through this kind of end of this quarantine, beginning of the quarantine phase. But yeah, alongside that, uh, in female music, pop music specifically, we have um, Nicki Minaj and Doja Cat dropped their remix of Say So, which, uh, might I say, was really good. Um, apparent, people thought it had been leaked a few days ago. However, that was an incorrect Nicki verse, and it was something totally off, or someone, something made up, or was, however, the song that dropped last night, no one had heard before, and it was so, so good. Um, and I guess you could say so on that. And um, likewise, uh, Beyonce did a remix to Savage by Megan Thee Stallion, which is super interesting because uh, if anyone pays attention to Beyonce, she's not very one to hop on other people's tracks or go help Gary and give out features and such. So the fact that Megan Thee Stallion, who blew up within the span of just a few months, was just able to win over Beyonce or whatever the story is behind that and get her on a feature like that fast of a turnaround, quite impressive. So shout out to Megan yeah, you know, B. I, I do think that it is um, significant that uh, female music as well as um, male artists, female artists and male artists both are doing really well right now, um, at least in terms of the genre um, that both of these uh, mentions have been in. Um, they're taking things to the next level in terms of what we're able to do. Because um, right now, we're officially moving into uh, – from stage zero in quarantine to try and move to stage one in terms of uh, Texas residents. So um, having this limited freedom of moving about and letting some people go back to work, this might be the start of the reintroduction 
of um, some big names in music and what they decide to release, what they may have been working on. Because we got to remember, although some of the artists have been releasing their work and what they've been doing, we have to take into account the fact that other artists may have been on the down low with what they're trying to do in quarantine. Maybe they've been making some secret new album that's going to be number one on Billboard's next week hit lists. Um, maybe somebody's going to release a new album. Maybe somebody's going to release um, a new platinum record, which hasn't happened in a while. Um, we have to take that into account because quarantine has been affecting everyone. One of the big ones being the music industry. So people being secretive about their work is definitely plausible. So Nicki Minaj and Drake, big na big names. And we're very glad to see them, but we need to take into account the secretiveness of other artists. All right, Christian and John, give us some gaming news today. Christian, specifically, I want to talk about uh, console news. You've told us about some of the new stuff that's coming out with uh, PS5 official designs. Okay, so I have heard that on June the 4th is a day Sony is scheduled to, like, you know, reveal what the console looks like in person and the controller, all that stuff, and talk about a couple games they're going to release. Like like earlier this week, John, you talked about the Assassin's Creed game that's coming out soon. Yes. And also, we also have news about The Last of Us 2 that's going to come out too soon. I do but, want to say Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer, beautiful. That, I can't that, wait. I've got a couple of things about that, but I'll wait till yeah, I talk about it. So, like, right now, like, Sony's planning on, like, you know, like, you know, like, having this on June 40th, like, stream all that stuff and have a lot of people watching it for the and console. June 30th? Uh, June 4th, my bad. Sorry. Uh, June 4th. So, we already talked about the console. Uh, I mean, the what the remote looks like last time, but I'm really anxious of what the console is going to look like because some phone people, phony people, are trying to like expose like fake ones, and me and John kind of agreed that we found one that was fake. I'm so, glad that Sony is releasing um, actual news because I watched uh, IGN's um, episode of the Daily Fix today. Uh, they they mentioned um, the Xbox Series X. And right now, Microsoft is releasing news. But all they're doing is saying more news in the future, more news in the future. They're not giving us anything, new, no big reveals or anything like that. A couple of game mentions, but just series continuations and nothing too significant. John, talk to us about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You said you had a couple things. Creed Valhalla. Earlier this week, it was teased by um, uh, Ubisoft. I found out through their uh, Instagram account, uh, the Assassin's Creed Instagram. It's, it mentioned, uh, tune in on, um, on I think it was Thursday. Tune in on Thursday for a uh, sneak peek at, uh, at the next chapter in the Assassin's Creed universe. And I was very interested. And, you know, these uh, Easter eggs and leaks and rumors about a Viking-themed Assassin's Creed, you know, we, we've been hearing about it. For a while in the division two another we, um, haven't we had those same rumors happen before yes they we were have. they were um 
they were proved false. Yeah, I remember <laughs> earlier earlier in the year, uh, there was a rumor about a an Assassin's Creed in Rome, but after the whole Ezio thing, yeah, a bunch of uh, a Japanese Assassin's Creed, a bunch of different you know themes and stuff, and you know just to get confirmation finally from Ubisoft that this is it. We're doing Vikings. It's happening. They, they uh, have an expected release date for uh, winter 2020 this year. That's and uh, yeah, this uh, holiday season. And uh, they teased it in a very strange way, unlike uh, they usually do. But, you know, we're at, these are unusual times. They had a, um, an artist <clears throat> drop, uh, drop a thing, uh, some like a, I wouldn't say it was a box art. Maybe it is, but uh, he drew up this this nice uh, this nice picture of of a of a Viking and you know going to. It was a very cool thing. It was like four hours long. I didn't stay to watch the whole thing. I was there for the beginning and I was there for the end. And then they announced or they said that uh, the next day they were going to show off a um, a, a cinematic trailer. And that's when everything was revealed, you know, it all looked cool. It was a very interesting cinematic trailer, but I've got some things that I don't like about it personally, from what I've seen. Did you see any gameplay within the footage? No, but um, directive or lead director designer, the, he worked on Assassin's Creed 4 and on Origin. He talked to, I think it was IGN or Game Ranks. I can't remember, but he talked to one of them about um, things in the cinematic trailer that were coming to gameplay, such as being able to build a village. Uh, that I thought was pretty interesting. I was, you know, I want to know how that's going to work. You're going to build a village like like the Sims, you know, build a town. And, uh, you know, that just seems interesting to me is to okay. build. That's a new concept for Assassin's Creed. We've been able to do, we've been able to do um, a lot of things in terms of the Assassin's Creed universe and what you're, you as a person and character are allowed to individually do. But now doing group work, like building a village, that's something new. That's something new to the Assassin's Creed series. Mm -hmm. I want to see other interaction with other NPCs or characters in terms of um, cooperative work. So that's interesting. Um, they didn't. They what really concerns me is they didn't uh, specify whether it was going to be RPG mechanics or original Assassin's Creed, uh, like uh, Assassin's Creed Three or um, uh, or Black Flag and stuff. Which you know, I prefer it not be RPG styled. I really miss the original Assassin's I, I would prefer it if it were um, original style as well. Um, just having that like free roam ability yeah. of the world and then being able to interact with certain people and start that um, process into what you were talking about, building that village or just doing other regular Assassin's Creed things, just being able to do whatever you want. Assassin's Creed was pretty much um, another version of... Uh, I would say old style GTA, like yeah. if you went back in time and stuff like that, except you're not like so much chaotic as you are precisive um, free roam. So I, I like that aspect of it. Uh, they, they revealed the, um, the return of the Hidden Blade, 
it was missing an odyssey and came back in a dlc i i think it was called the hidden ones it was very weird but the hidden blade in valhalla which is the name of the assassin's creed game it seems real real weird to me usually before the hidden blades have been you know on the wrist you out my wrist go go down wrist yeah. stab you. now and i'm gonna be honest they were real they showed up this hidden blade in a real cool way uh let me set it up. This dude, a huge tank of a man, of a knight, comes up in almost, you know, unbreakable chain armor. He grabs our assassin Viking guy, Evior, I think his name was, it's something like that. Grabs him by the neck. He asks this this duke on, on a hill, you know, should I slit his neck, slit his throat? And he's like, oh yeah, do it. And right before he's about to do it, he puts his fist up to the dude's eye. And the hidden blade comes out from his forearm yeah the forearm yeah that was originally how i thought they were going to do the original hidden blade with um altair when i saw the hidden blade come out of the wrist i was like that's i i was like i'll admit i never um i don't know it just seemed like more of a hazard the hidden blade that's why altair didn't have his ring finger on his right on his right hand because the hidden blade could be um potentially destructive to its user and they fixed it but i thought it would be on the um on the forearm which is what they're doing now which i really like i want to see how that the simple concept i want to see how that comes into play because you know before stealth attacks you know we've seen a dude flicks his wrist up comes up behind you gets you in the neck and you're dead but now i want to know you know Stealth attacks with a hidden blade on your wrist. Well, that's gonna be. You're gonna go up. You're gonna try and punch him, and then a hidden blade comes out of your forearm. I don't know. It seems very interesting. You know, all of this. It, it seems. You know, I have high hopes for it. It's Ubisoft. Odyssey was good. Origins was good. You know, this whole new RPG style has been good. You know, no no complaints. You know, it's really good. But I I want to see the original. You know, in terms of combat, original Assassin's Creed style, not like you had to grab loot, and if it was better, then you should probably keep it, and if it's not, you know, don't use it. You know, keep the hidden blade, let it be overpowered, let everyone be one hit, you know, realistic health. You know, I, I really, I really hope this is good. He, um, the lead director also uh, told us about uh, early game, how it's going to start in Norway. And it's going to, you know, start out with the Vikings being kicked out of Norway because of prejudice and, and persecution and whatnot and having to move to, to England and, you know, live. And that's where he talked about creating a village. And, and that's, that's where the early game takes place is in Norway. Then you leave Norway to go to England. And, you know, all this seems cool, you know. Usually when you think of Vikings, you don't think of, you know, assassins killing these these rulers uh these this hidden order you think of barbarians you think these bar- of these you barbarians think of invade you think of invasion you think yeah, of, that, of brutality so i'm interested to see i'm interested yeah to how are they going to do that it's going to look like you know so, i sort of understand how this could work barbarians killing you know leaders but you know I, i'm going to wait for the game to come out i hope it's really good uh 
Um, Ubi, it is Ubisoft. Ubisoft is making this. They, they've, they haven't let us down really with an Assassin's Creed game in a while. The only one I would probably think is like the most uh, noteworthy in terms of like disappointment. Unity. Yeah. That that. Yeah, Unity. But um, other than that, even Unity, it didn't have many faults. They were just very. It was a good game. It was just it was glitchy. Is all. Exactly. So I'm, I'm expecting Ubisoft to do their thing, to just work through it and give us an, another amazing Assassin's Creed game. It's going to be a nice addition to the gaming world and another new game that has been announced that is officially going to be for the PS5. Because coming out in December will be um, the PS5's release date. So I'm expecting it to be available for the PlayStation 5. And that's going to be very exciting. All right, I so... Our last topic, uh, I want to get, I want to move a little. Oh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I want to move a little bit forward. Yeah. So, our uh, one of our last topics today is going to be moving into back into TV movie news. Uh, John, you mentioned um, Order sixty six in Clone Wars. Man, man, we're, we're if you haven't been watching season seven of the Clone Wars, this last story arc. Oh my god, I have cried. I have. I have felt this adrenaline, this intensity. Oh my god! Like ten years, I think it's been now. Ten years of of Clone Wars of my childhood, and I'm seeing it finally end. It, it's crazy. Um, this latest episode, episode eleven of season seven, they entered Order sixty six, and it's a very important episode. A very big, you know, in terms of where we are in Star Wars lore. Very pivotal moment you know and i'm not going to spoil it all but they go into order 66 uh they in the last episode in episode 10 they captured darth maul it's very interesting what they do with darth maul and ahsoka in terms of you know this situation of order 66 i'm trying to be very vague about it but it's so hard to be very vague i do want to ask one question that could potentially be um a spoiler moment. Um, do we see at least a mention of uh, the death of the younglings by Anakin Skywalker? Yes, yes, and no. We do, we do hear it, but I can't say that. Yes, the short answer. Don't want to yes. explain. That's fine. I just wanted. The to short answer it. is yes. We do, we do hear the you know. Kids are dying. And that's as vague as I want to go on that. Yeah, so very- you mentioned 10 years of um, waiting for this. I want to bring up another conversation. Me and John talked last episode about the discussion between um, good consoles. And I made the case that the Nintendo Switch was the best console being able to bridge mobile, um, mobile gaming, console gaming, and even PC gaming. I want to bring up the discussion of what era of TV is better. And this is for everybody in the in the um, podcast. Cooper, Christian, Andy, and John, I want you all in on this. Which era of TV is better? 2000 to 2016? Or no, um, let's go 20. Let's go 2002 to 2012 from 20 and 2012 to 2020. What era of TV is better? I would say that's 2002 to 2012 is the golden age of our generation, the 2002, 2000s kids era kids. 
Yeah. Um, that's our generation's TV. The Good Ben 10 regular show came out, Adventure Time, um, the old Power Rangers series. Yeah, like a when bunch Spongebob of good Captain stuff came out. And then 2012 to 20, uh, 2020, the new versions of those shows started coming out, the reboots, all of the um, new versions, the new um, more drama-filled episodes of Adventure Time, regular show, moving into those things and these new um, – uh, appealings to uh, children um, of the 2010 era. Which era of TV is better? And I do want to hear an argument for both sides. I don't want to, I don't think this should just be a one-sided argument. I do think there are some points for the 2012 to 20, uh, 2020 era, but um, I do expect this to be a little bit uh, more for the 2002 to 2012 era. I'll let you Let's go hear. first. Um, I've heard John a little bit more, so I want to start with uh, I want to start with Christian. To me, I think it's from 2002 to 10, uh, 12, in my opinion. Means that's when I started. Name off that, your favorite TV show from that era, dude. That's tough, but if huh. I was picking, if I was picking from the 2000s, I think I would just pick. Let's, What's that one show I'm thinking of? I'm thinking, that's too hard. Like, there's so many good shows like that came out. I think all of them were my personal favorite. Christian, what was your go-to channel to watch cartoons? Yeah, I watched everything, like, growing up. Nick. You had Cartoon Network. You had Disney Channel. You had... Um, I was not a big Disney fan. Bo- like, you had Boomerang. Does anybody remember Boomerang? Oh, I love Boomerang. Boomerang. Oh, Boomerang. Don't all my broke boys know. All my broke boys know Cubo. Does anybody here know no, Cubo? No, no, yes, no. Cubo. If you didn't have cable, if you didn't have cable, you went with okay. with, with Cubo. Okay, Andy, uh, there was some legit. There okay, was some legit. anyone remember that? <laughs> Who remembers Jane and the Dragon? Bro, Jane and the Dragon. Oh, yeah, I remember Jacob's Kids, boys. Jacob Tutu. Yes, Jacob Tutu. Bro, that show gave me nightmares. Okay, I'm gonna make it. What's that? actually for the other side i'm gonna make an argument for the other side i think we're also allowing ourselves because we're all so young to like focus on the 2002 2012 and have like this nostalgic towards it when the reality of it is if you have an unbiased standpoint i think the 90s absolutely when i I mean if we're talking i'm not talking about the 90s friends seinfeld we all know the 90s was good tv that was um yes that that was early power that was uh that was boy meets Ultron. world Ultron. um that was star Bell, trek Bell, how? Yes. that was a bunch oh, of other stuff. that spongebob just about spongebob to spongebob had just released that was 99 <laughs> and that show was actually made in 97 <laughs> then so i think we all know that 90s was the um golden age of intro cartoons good TV. yes you had hey so on we can all agree that that was a good right. era but i do want to focus on 2002 to 2012 and 2012 to 2020 because that's um that's this is our generation that's our generation's tv and then 2012 to 2020 present time that's, that's the next generation's era of tv and i want to know what y'all think is better because this is I'm, I'm talking about this because this is our little brothers little sisters our younger siblings this is their generation of tv right now their tv sucks i'm gonna be honest <laughs> Their TV sucks. I haven't seen one episode of the original Teen Titans 
air on Cartoon Network or Boomerang. Okay? Not one. What kid is going to sit through that? Oh, yeah. First off, that yeah. animation for little yeah. kids nowadays is boring. Yeah, it's Well, okay. How is that boring? Okay, if you want to talk about that, then are we going to talk about how, how in the world would a kid today think that Batman or Superman, the animated series, is boring? Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Spider-Man, the animated series, Spectacular Spider-Man. I can name off show after show after show that has a similar animation style to that or a more... um cartoon look to it than that and the thing about what you're talking about with teen titans is that um the teen titans had that anime feel to it it had the character expressions that pop faces out how they like you couldn't make those expressions physically the eyes moved in all kinds of ways expanded um like decreased to spots all kinds of things happened in that show and there were multiple shows like that that animation style is more for anime and stuff like that. That's what you're going to use for some of that stuff. We and they darkened this. it, sharpened the edges of the cartoon, and made it a cartoon. Mason, I'm surprised we didn't mention this when we were talking about the two, though. Last Elbando. Bro. I have a title. They're about to put it on Netflix. They're about to put it on Netflix. I think it's next week. They're going to put Last Airbender on Netflix. Wow. They're going to be on I see everyone through season three is going to be on Netflix. The best show, the defining show of the 2000s era, is going to be on Netflix. Dude, Nick was it was there at the beginning, the and it's going to be here in that time. Me, I won't eat it. I own the CDs. I own Legend of Korra. I own the series. I won't eat it. Yes, yes. I know. I said Korra. But Korra has its moments, even though it's mostly bad. So. Okay, I'm gonna bring up a point for these newer for for these little little brother TV shows. This this newer age of cartoons because we haven't talked about it that much. I do understand how people can get you know attached to these shows. These some of these you know like you mentioned earlier, Adventure Time got into lots of drama early or later on. They tried to find Finn's dad. I remember watching that. It was really really deep. He lost his arm and it turned into a leaf. The grass and, sword. Yes, the grass sword. I understand how, you know, this older generation can find a um uh, uh find these stuff entertaining. It talks about, you know, real actual plot. Yeah, it has an actual plot. Back what then, we enjoyed what we enjoyed in our generation from those shows, specifically Adventure Time and Regular Show, was the randomness. Like just the mm-hmm. um you build yeah, an episode. And it doesn't necessarily need to have a plot. It's just funny. It's there. Yes. And that's what we enjoy. Story, but we'll now, now, these kids, you know, they like to watch. They want a plot. They, they watch a lot of, I remember, the. do you guys remember The Amazing World of Gumball? Yes. Yes. Actually changed yes. so much. I watched it. The it's all on blue. And I watched oh. it the other day. And I was like, wow, they really, they matured. How are we not talking about Gravity Falls here? How are we not talking Gravity Falls? That show matured so much too. Dude, that this the reboots. They're making. Have you all seen the trailers for the reboots of that show? I'm hoping with the same. Well, not the reboots, but um, the same animation style. Um, think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are a couple of them. Um, Like you know, Steven Universe. Let's talk about Steven Universe. 
how that's crazy good, that like, show yeah. got. Yeah. Ugh. That show yeah, that got was really crazy. That was a trip. I remember I remember beginning I watched that show and they were talking about like ice cream sandwich cats. They went like this was my expectations for the show. They went all the way out here. No, they went yeah, all the way out here. Just out of nowhere. They they got into this like really, really edgy stuff. It was crazy, bro. I remember when Steven first got his first gem power that um the shield from his gemstone that like from there to now like whoa he's gotten crazier yeah like like so much more powerful we had so many good shows that the Steven Universe though really pioneered in terms of uh um social how do I put this commentators. Uh, um, it it. I remember they announced when they like had uh, the first um, you know, innuendo to uh, oh, yeah, to to, to being oh, like, I remember I, that. That's really that's really changed our our youth. You know, these kids. You know, they go to school. You have uh, maybe sixth graders, fifth graders, or they're coming out of the closet. And you know, I feel like Steven Universe shows like that. You know, I've really empowered that youth i'm not saying it's wrong or anything but i mean steven universe and shows like that have really have really changed you know childhood it's given kids this um this ability to well not necessarily ability it's given kids this need to find a sense of self find the voice yes it want it it's instilling kids with the idea that they need to find their voice whereas in our generation it was just telling us, um, it was just giving us crazy scenarios about having fun. And um, like we had our own drama shows, like we had our own um, cartoons about crazy stuff that was going on and actual like teenage life and what it looked like. Like who remembers my life as a teenage robot? Who remembers um, Danny Phantom? Who remembers hey. Danny Phantom? That, oh, oh yeah, Danny Phantom. Oh yeah. My show. So good. Uh, I've seen every episode maybe five times. <laughs> love that show, but you gotta you gotta give those shows credit because they have an element of drama to them that gives you plot, teenage life, what people what gives people some stress, a sense of growing up. Those shows gave us a sense of growing up. They gave us good character development, like um, Last Airbender. We saw a character go from completely backwards, completely evil. Yeah. to change the yeah, best all, redemption all, arc all. ever i think you all know who i'm talking about yes zuko zuko, the zuko. best he evolved. Um, the best redemption arc i've ever seen bro you don't remember when his grandpa died was that it was his grandpa right no or, uncle so. iroh yes no. that iroh. Was didn't die oh, yeah uh, he did. no he didn't he was, he was not dead iroh didn't even iroh wasn't dead in Korra. well he might have been I don't know. But Iroh wasn't dead at the end of... Um, he had disappeared during, like, the end, near the end of the show. And I, like, wonder where he was. I don't remember seeing him near the end of the show. Mm, you need to go back and watch it. He was still alive. Well, that, that's why it's going on Netflix. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's not from one. So, official headcount vote. Golden Age, our generation, 2002 to 12, or 2012 to 2020? 
Early years. I'm going early years. Early years. I'm going counter. I'm going 2012-2020. All right, so that's one and one. Cooper? Uh, no, not Cooper. Uh, Christian? We need Andy. 20? Yeah. 20 I'm, uh, to 2012. 2012 to 2020? Yep. Uh, 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 22 to 2012. Okay, so, so 2002. Okay, so RH. Yes. I have, they both have such amazing pros and cons, but I'm going to have to go with 2002 to 2012. Right. Oh, I am as well. Sorry, Cooper. I'm sorry. It's a, I respect it. That is no disrespect. That is respect no disrespect. To, respect to this era's um need for plot, need for finding that sense of self. Respect right. to that. But what I can't respect is destroying the Teen Titans and oh my destroying oh, Ben yeah. 10. Do y'all know what they did to Ben 10? Have y'all seen it? It's Ben 10. Oh, they ruined his animation style. They ruined everything. Have y'all seen the Aliens? Oh my god! ridiculous. I hate, ben. I hate the new Ben. I hate it. It's stupid. It's Yeah, okay. Can we all agree? Hold up. Can we all agree that Cartoon Network, a show, a channel about cartoons, should not be airing live action TV shows? Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. It's, oh it's my god! Destroying coming new Disney channel, and it sucks. Right. Remember when they tried to do that with Destroy, Build, Destroy, and it utterly failed? I thought that was Dude, what would happen? Dude, what would happen was a good show, though. Yeah, man, it's so cool. What would happen was not that That weird, like, sketch show they had. I can't remember what that sketch show they tried to make. A for Awesome? I, it was, like, the Team Awesome or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Uh, and it was on I, remember, I remember I saw that show one time. And they, they made this sketch about, like, homeschool and it's school, but at home. It's like, yeah, P.E. And, and I thought that was the funniest stuff ever. I thought I thought that was hilarious. And looking back at it, it is so stupid. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's our, generation, our generation's TV had its moments of failure. We did. But um, that's how you get better. In general, it was way better. All right, guys. So that's going to conclude the not only the discussion about the generation of TV, which was better, which is 2002 to 12, but uh, that's going to bring us to the closing of this episode's um, this this podcast. All right, guys. Um, so decide for yourselves what you think is the best generation of TV, whether it be 90s, um, old 80s cartoons, radio TV. Uh, 2000s era TV, like the one we discussed, 2012 to 2020, um, this new era of kids. Um, expect new music. Expect uh, silent artists to come out releasing good albums, maybe even a platinum record. And let's see where Clone Wars, let's see what happens with Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, let's see where it goes. The entertainment industry is looking up with this um, bringing back of uh, bringing up of um, stage one of uh, COVID-19, this new um, bringing back of jobs. So let's see where it goes. Let's see what happens with the entertainment industry. All right, guys, that's going to conclude our episode. Um, and we'll see you guys next time. Stay safe. Put Universal back Watch in your hands. Movie.